Hey everybody, welcome to a special bonus episode of your favorite show. It's a very special episode. This is the best of 1995. So enjoy these flashbacks of 95. Whoa, I'm having flashbacks, dude. <laughs> and uh, get ready for us to come back in a couple weeks 19... for 1996. That's right. A brand new year and a new co-host. No, I'm just joking. Hey. <laughs> so, you know, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, uh, happy Kwanzaa and Hanukkah and right. everything that gets celebrated. Yep. We'll be off next week, so no show next week. But we will see you in two weeks. We'll be drinking some eggnog. Have a great holiday season, everybody. Bye. Hey, what's up? Like, totally time for 90210. What's wrong with you? What's going on? Why the looks on your face over there? It was just really quiet. (laughs) What was really quiet? The music. That's because you had me turn your things, your, your... your cans lay I down. I know, but then it was super quiet and weird. Well, that's what it sounds like when it's very soft. Okay. It's only your volume, though. They heard <laughs> a normal volume. <laughs> Good. Holy man. <laughs> See what I have to deal with as far as putting this thing together for all you all? I know. First, I'm, I'm running I'm it very through, difficult to work with. First, I'm running it through computers to make audio cassette tapes. <laughs> right. And now i got to deal with this. <laughs> Anyway, we should try to put this on the computer. Welcome. Welcome to Massive Late Fee. And now your hosts, Mark and Carol. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me as always is my girlfriend, Carol. How are you doing, Carol? Hey, what's up? How much? It's been a good week here. It is November 17th, October 20th, August 18th, September 8th, July 21st, June 23rd, August 25th. It is, what is it? Is it May 12th? Is it May 12th, 1995? It is May 12th, 1995. Good for you. You can read a calendar. I'm so proud. Hey, what's up? How much? We've had a good week here at the fee, Massive. The fee? Yeah, the fee. Luffy. Yeah, Luffy. Like Peppy Luffy. It's it's Peppy Le Pew. Yeah. <laughs> what? I don't know. What are you doing with your you're knocking around our table all around and things are. Sorry, I'm I'm hyper. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Trying to get your legs up and everything. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Well, you know what? We need to get like more comfortable chairs. That would be nice. Yeah. You guys want to send us money? Put money in our lockers. We can buy more comfortable chairs. And then I won't wiggle. I'll tell you what, though. I I always have a comfortable chair when I'm sitting in front of Nick at night. Are you? What? Do you? There you go. <laughs> Hi, everyone. My name is Mark. This is Massive Late Fee. With me, somewhat... It's my girlfriend, Carol. How are you, Carol? I'm good, and I am with you. And guess what? It's my birthday, so leave me alone. I just had to wait several minutes for Carol to finish playing Tetris on the Game Boy before we could start recording on this glorious May 26th, 1995. But now you look like somebody. 
okay. I look like me. Thank Hey, so a little technical difficulty. <laughs> I had to tell something to uh, to Carol off tape. And he didn't tell me he was doing it. It was really weird. It was like I went deaf. Is that how you guys experienced it? Did you feel you went deaf for <laughs> She looked alarmed. And, and mute. Deaf and mute. <laughs> you could hear yourself, couldn't you? Speaking. But, but not the way that I'm supposed to. <laughs> so you thought you were hearing your thoughts? This must be what it's like to be deaf and mute. <laughs> It's like you can hear, but it's just thoughts. Oh, goodness. <clears throat> so, uh, how am I going to transition from this to the Oklahoma City bombing? What? The Oklahoma City bombing happened about nine days ago now, I guess. Yeah, uh, April 19th. Uh, suspects. From here, maybe. There's a Michigan connection to this. Uh, I don't like it. Well, I'm sure that that we don't know them. I hope I hope not. I hope my friend Terry's not involved. <laughs> Why would Terry be involved? I don't know. Well, you know, he sometimes, uh, like, uh, I don't know. I know some people that, that mess around a little with the Michigan militia, and that's, uh, that's you know, part of it, I guess. I don't know. Interesting. I, I'll be honest. I haven't really been following the story Closely, but tragic, tragic. Yeah. Oh, the uh, federal building in Oklahoma City. It's very sad. Supposedly retribution for, uh, what was it called, Waco, the Waco, Texas raid. David Koresh, you know, the Branch Davidian cult. Okay. You remember them. Yes, I do with the uh, Kool-Aid, right? No, that's Jim That's Jim Jones, Jonestown. They oh. were in Guyana, no, Africa. No, never mind. <laughs> I don't know. Same kind of thing, though. They're all, you know, murdering, uh, lying. Now it depends on who you ask. Guys with delusions of grandeur. Some people I know say that they were just, you know, they were just upholding their Second Amendment rights to have guns, and the, uh-huh. the federal people were like, "Fuck you." Whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a cult, you know. I, That's what I'm saying. So anyway, uh, not the kind of people I want to have guns. No offense. Breaking news for us. The OJ verdict is in, Carol. Yep. Not guilty on all counts of murder. What do you think? Opinions. He's not guilty. But, but, but he is. You think so? Don't you? You were questioning when Mark Furman was invoking the Fifth Amendment against self-incrimination about the planting the glove and stuff like that. You were like, eh, I don't know. It's weird that he would do that. It is weird that he would do that. It is weird. It is weird. They found his blood or whatever at the scene. They found her blood in his truck at his house. Seems open and shut to me. Plus, whatever the hell they're talking about, this DNA stuff. I mean... Where they can test the DNA. How would his blood be there if he wasn't the killer? I don't know. Did he, like, go to the crime scene and bleed all over it and leave? They planted it. How do they have his blood? They've got everyone's blood. Okay, now we're getting (laughs) to this crazy town. They got a big refrigerator with everyone's blood in it. Sure. 
Sure they do. They could have made it look like us. We did it. <laughs> it's the hosts of Massive Late Fee. They did it. For sure. No, I mean, it's just, yeah, if there's blood. We didn't like what they said about, I, I don't know, uh, airheads. <laughs> what movie we talked about. It seems it seems like he probably did it. But the jury said he didn't do it. And they heard everything and we didn't. So. And now Los Angeles does not burn down. Yeah. That's the upside of it. The downside of it is he probably got away with double murder. Probably. What do you think of JFK Jr.? He's cute. Yeah. That's it. I don't really think Okay. Of- I'm not I'm not like obsessed like all When's these he gonna other run for president? Are. Uh hopefully never. The Kennedys had their time, they're done. Oh wow, the Kennedys had one presidency. And they're done. <laughs> Lee Harvey Oswald or a conspiracy of many people <laughs> made sure of that. It sounds like you were involved. <laughs> yeah, they're done now. <laughs> we Whoa. took care of that. <laughs> No, I mean, it, I don't like it when there's multiple generations in a family that are president. I don't, well, it's only happened once. And I don't like it. John. And I don't think it's just So when John again. Quincy Adams became president <laughs> in the 1830s, you were like, I don't like it. <laughs> this weekend, Carol, we had we had some exciting times this weekend, wouldn't you say? We went roller blading, slagating this well, weekend. Yeah, I sure as hell didn't blade. <laughs> Blades. But yes, we did. Yeah, it was fun, right? Kinda. I mean, you know, if you consider watching me fall on my ass a bunch of times fun, then yeah. It was definitely fun. <laughs> my butt hurts. <laughs> Just from the roller skating? What? <laughs> is wrong with you what of course just from the roller skate what else could it hurt from i don't know me either <laughs> uh, jerk <clears throat> i am listen hmm. i i am the best kind of sidekick i'm the best kind of uh you know friend to have in, in a gym because i'm always <laughs> right behind you <laughs> oh so true <laughs> so school <laughs> what <laughs> are we doing word association school 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 started <laughs> that yes. was the other thing that happened this week school started you are correct i hate it and it makes me sad oh yeah that's all mm-hmm. that is all i have to say about that algebra right tests and so on that's all I have to say about that. Okay, what's that from? Where's Gump? Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Don't you remember? Yeah, I remember. Okay. That movie. Tell you. Life is like a box of chocolates. It's true. It's I have no kind of southern accent. Truly. Oh, really? <laughs> no one noticed. <laughs> I just want to acknowledge that I'm aware that that was not a Southern accent. Life is like a box of chocolates. <laughs> it's not an Eastern European. Hey, there's an accent I can do. Yay. Right. Say, uh, Slobodan Milosevic. That was hot. <laughs> so do you want to talk about the little side plot with Brandon and what's her name? Emily? Yeah, Emily Valentine. 
Emily Valentine, who... She's the punk rock girl. Yeah, but, I mean, he obviously wants to, like, jump her bones. Have you ever seen The Legend of Billie Jean? No. Really good movie. With Helen Slater. That's who she reminds me of, Helen Slater. Oh, real cool. Punk rock! (laughs) She's into him, Mm -hmm. and it seems like he's into her. But he's not in her. No, he's not in her. Um, apparently, there's this big party, and everybody in school is talking about going. And Everyone's invited. And Brandon doesn't want to go. He wants to stay home like a loser, mm-hmm. dressed up as a vampire, and scaring kids. Brandon's like a 50-year-old. Right? And maybe that's why he's attracted to Andrea, because they can talk about <laughs> the war together. Right? And by the war, I mean World War One. <laughs> Yeah, they are. A couple Do you remember of, when the Kaiser? They are a couple old souls. Mm-hmm. Emily, she shows up. Yep, she does. Trick or treating with her niece and nephew, who are cutely matching in little ghost costumes. They're twins. Yes. Well, and she made them their little costumes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're props <laughs> for her. When they show up at Brandon's, um, they invite him to go trick or treating with them. Mm-hmm. And his parents have to like practically push him out the door to go too. He's like, "Oh, I don't know. I'll stay here and help pass out raisins." Yeah, his parents got raisins. Like that sucks. Who wants to be those people? How has their house not been TP'd? I don't know. Only because it's Beverly Hills. They're so into each other, talking and laughing and having a great time walking with these children that they fucking lose the children. Yeah. I mean, I understand looking like I look at you. Yeah, you do. And You've looked at me a couple times. I have a couple times, yeah. But I, I don't think that I would become so blind to my surroundings that I wouldn't see children wander off. Whatever. Could you imagine trying to have that conversation with your with your sister or brother or whatever? No. I'm sorry your kids are dead, but I was lost in his eyes. So Brandon and Emily freak out and, you know, they call the police and the police are like, oh, it happens every Halloween. It's no big deal. Don't worry about it. Cops like, what about those one kids though? Like, they got their guts ripped out. She's like, hey, shut. <laughs> it turns out though that everything's fine, and the kids had actually gone back to Brandon's house because yeah. his dad's wrestling with them. And she still had the time and ability that evening to hang out with him more. Yeah, I don't know how. I don't want it to happen to those kids. I don't know. She didn't deserve to go out. She should have been. <laughs> <laughs> she should have been shamed. Yeah. and grounded. She's been a very naughty young lady. And, uh, yeah, she goes to uh, the Peach Pit with Brandon and, you know, asks for a spanking. <laughs> they do kiss, though, don't they? They do, yeah. Yeah, so. It's getting there. It's, it's getting slow, there. but it's, she hangs um, on. It's the first time that Brandon likes a girl and we see her more than once. Yeah. First time Brandon likes a girl that wasn't immediately murdered <laughs> off screen and never <laughs> right. talked about again. <laughs> Sexy mermaid in uh, Donna's case. Oh. She actually looked not too bad. She looked really hot. But she couldn't move. No. Well, for some guys. Although, I mean, you know, her legs were not in the... That is always weird about the mermaid thing. Yeah, the top half of a woman is probably, I guess, more appealing visually to guys than the bottom half. But wouldn't... if You couldn't have sex with a mermaid. That's my point. (laughs) You were going to say some stuff (laughs) that was going to go way (laughs) wrong. (laughs) I'm just saying, you couldn't have sex with a mermaid. And maybe you could. There's stuff a mermaid could do to you, but you couldn't have sex with one. Maybe they have a secret hole somewhere. But how how appealing would that be? Let me find the secret hole in your <laughs> fin. So Emily Valentine proves to be a little too edgy. Too for, punk rock. 
for Mr. Brandon. Yeah. yeah. Come on now. A glass of whole milk would be too edgy for Brandon. <laughs> right? This whole episode, he's like, I don't dance. I don't, I don't dance. I don't drink. My dolls don't have faces. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's the, like the Amish. Oh. Uh, it's a vanity thing. Right. They're talking about the weekend, and she gets the idea that they're going to go to this undercover club. Or underground. underground. Yeah. Underground club. Like, it's an undercover <laughs> club. It's a club mask. It's a cop masquerading as a club. <laughs> right. It's just a plain clothes cop uh, on all fours. And it's like, hey, come on, kids. Come on in. <laughs> Here's where the club is. <laughs> they get a good parking spot for some reason. He says it's one of the perks of going to the dance with me. I don't understand why. Was he the DJ? I, mean, I don't what? know because he's on the dance floor. Yeah, no, I guess he, he's not. He's, she says... I'm proud to go to the dance with the best dancer in all of West Beverly, proving that West Beverly is the whitest school in America. <laughs> right. Because I don't know. I don't think he'd be the best dancer in our school. Right. Yeah. He was scary. I mean, he's very, we'll say he's animated and I mean, enthusiastic and, mm -hmm. you know, those are, those are pluses, I, I guess. They can be. Yeah, it doesn't look good. And he gets this look on his face. He looks like he's fucking. That's what his face looks like. <laughs> he's, like, very intense about what he's doing. Well, dance, dancing's a little like that. I guess. In well, ways. apparently, because it certainly got her riled up. But this episode of 90210 was quite the emotional experience, huh? I, I guess. Well, it was, it was very, it was, there was seriousness to it. There was seriousness. And also silliness. Yes. That's what I'm saying. I think it was. I know they were trying to be serious, but I, I feel so. like the episode was a little more silly than maybe they meant it to be. Yeah, probably. I don't know. It was not one of my favorites. I thought it was fine. It's a pretty bog standard early nine hundred two and zero episode. I feel like the the episodes get more interesting. The show gets more interesting as it goes along. I think. Yeah. But why don't you tell us what happened in the episode? Okay, so Andrea mm -hmm. asks Brandon to be a big brother. She she browbeats Brandon oh, into yeah. being a big brother. She um she definitely I mean she does not take no for an answer. She's a very pushy lady. She doesn't take no for an answer until it comes to sex, and then it's all no's. <laughs> until eventually, apparently, it's a big yes. Yeah, and then she gets pregnant the one time she says yes. Well, we're talking about her taking other people's nose for yeah. an answer. I mean, she she definitely seems to have no on her mouth. But <laughs> anyway, yeah, she's got other stuff on her mouth. Gotta tell you though, this mall does sound amazing. Like, I wish they would build this mall here. Mm -hmm. It was going to have an I'd ice. Tear rink. down a thousand peach pits, to right? Build this mall. It was going to have an ice rink in it. Yeah. It was going to be like multiple stories, an arcade, a coffee house. Everybody wanted a coffee house. A nature preserve. <laughs> like insane. There was an entire Native American tribe they were going to save <laughs> that had a reservation there. Right. Brandon said, fuck them. I'm not friends with any Native American. So, I am friends with a broken down old Italian man that just wants to retire. Right. Because he sees on the plans that it's going to be constructed where the peach pit is. It's like the peach pit's not even doing well. No. Which is another Slow reason down. why this could have been a really good thing for him. Mm -hmm. So it's not even like forever. 
they the offer that they gave him was a cash offer. We ne- we never we learned, know how no, never learned how much it is, but a cash offer and then a prime spot inside the mall. Yeah. And Brandon's like, work until you die, Ness. I want to read a couple things from the massive love segment of the newspaper. Okay. Because we're going to be dealing with some some massive love. We are going to be dealing with some massive love. Traverse City married couple, 30s, seeking other couple for clean, discreet, adult fun. Leave best time to call. You know what my biggest question for this is? No. Why is a couple in Traverse City, Michigan, Mm -hmm. looking for a couple in Detroit, Michigan? Well, that is a good question. They want to be far away from from the good, clean living in Traverse City. I mean, I get why somebody from Detroit might want to go to Traverse City for, like, you know, Mm -hmm. the Cherry Festival and stuff like that. Right. But um, if you're already in Traverse City, stay there. Agreed. I agree. Why are you trying to, like mix with like stay with weirdos. your own kind don't mix with us, us city people <laughs> find uh, a couple in cut off shorts with missing teeth ew well established attractive white couple <laughs> 23 to 35 what does that mean well established like they <laughs> they're a pillar of the community. That is a question. Well-established, attractive white couple, 23, 35. Wow. Seeking long-term intimate relationship and adult fun. Wait, wait. Are they 23 and 35? One of them's 23 and 30. Yeah, no. They the, can't actually, they be. Ex- they exist in, in the time spectrum at two <laughs> different points in time. They can't be well-established. If she's 23? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I've been grooming her since she was 16. We're well established. Gross. Seeking long-term intimate friendship and adult fun with attractive bi-white female 20 to 30. Please, serious inquiries only. What if I'm just fucking with you? (laughs) What? (laughs) Is Is that the climactic line to the screenplay you're writing in your head while we're doing this? What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> no, I just, I mean, like, they always, you you know, you hear people say all the time, serious inquiries only, and it's like, what? Oh, who, I got you. Who wastes, <laughs> who wastes their time? Like, to contact these people, mm-hmm. but they're not serious. I've thought about it. I, I'll be honest with you. I've thought. Well, okay, but we have, like, extraordinary circumstances, because, you know, we would be doing it for entertainment. Are we a well-established couple? <laughs> I don't think we've established much of anything. I think we're well-established in the minds of the listeners. What do you guys think? Hey, re- retrolatefee.com or uh, latefee1994 at AOL.com. Are we a well-established couple? <laughs> yes or no? No context. Just just send in yes or no. Okay. Well-kept. <laughs> Wow. Well-kept, slim, white male. I don't know what that means. Look, Are they does, looking for a sugar d- daddy? Does he mean well-kempt? <gasps> I he... bet he does. <laughs> he does. Sir, that that phrase is well-kempt with an M. You're not, missing some letters. Not well-kempt. <laughs> well-kempt. Slim, white male looking for straighter, bi-curious female or couple 
For discreet fun. No what? solo males. What are you going to do? Okay, so you're okay with another guy being there, but you don't want to have sex with the other guy? Like, no. what? What's going on here, sir? Would you make eye contact while the woman's between the two of you? I mean, what's going on here? I mean, and if she's bi-curious, I mean, it seems like you'd be more open to having another female. Mm. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand. You're either. looking for a lesbian couple, if anything. That's true. And just the, if, if, if Penthouse's uh, forum letters have have taught me anything it's that lesbian couples always look for a guy just to mix things up. right <laughs> who needs a strap on when you get a guy attached to it Come that's on. right exactly uh white male 50 married seeking oh wait sorry white male 50 seeking married black female for daytime relationship and fun no strings attached no drugs or nuts. Just nice fun. No drugs or nuts. Now, I'm thinking that he is adverse to drugs and allergic to nuts. See, I'm not sure if he means he's allergic to nuts, if he means he wants to make sure they don't have any nuts, or <laughs> if he means that he doesn't want anybody who's crazy. In order to be with this guy, you have to be a black female and you have to bring your uh, your certification papers with you. <laughs> I have no I'm, nuts. I'm not. I'm a female, and I uh, I am not insane. And you have to be married, right? Yes. That's rude. That's so stupid. Oh, look at this. Here's mm. somebody very honest. Okay. East side, gay, white, male, 33, 5'11", 330 pounds. Wow. That's a big boy. Uh, a hopeless romantic looking for that special someone for fun and much more. What is more than fun? <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of scared of that. Like, what's on the other side of fun? <laughs> <laughs> right, we've had fun, we're, now let's have more. We're, we're, we've had fun, now we're going all the way around to misery. <laughs> right? We've had fun, now all of a sudden I have a bloody knife in my hand. I don't know how that got we're having so much fun. <laughs> what happens? I'm 330 oh, we pounds because I eat my lovers when oh, I'm done with them. Oh, my God. <laughs> but we're having just fun. His nickname is Praying Mantis. Ooh. How about this one? Married. Big teddy bear. It's not a person. It's an actual teddy bear, but legally married. Oh, okay. Want adventurous, passionate female for fun. Not, not more. Just fun. You're a dick. Age, what? The guy is a dick. Oh, age, race, open. Must be clean and discreet. Why? Oh, because he's married. Yeah. I forgot the first line of the thing. Yeah, he's a married teddy bear. So he's also like a 300-pound dude, probably. And uh, I'm sorry, Mr. fucking teddy bear. Why are you cheating on your wife? Okay, that's not a very teddy bear move. Teddy bears are supposed to be safe and friendly and cuddly, <laughs> not heartbreaking cheaters. Right. Oh, piglet, I'm looking, for, uh. I'm, I'm looking for a female for fun. You know what we don't have anymore huh. is Asalaamu Alaikum. I miss Asalaamu Alaikum. Yeah, he, I think he started his nation. <laughs> so keep an, eye that out, going? keep an eye out for that new nation. <laughs> you, should, you should write us Asalaamu Alaikum at uh, yeah, late, fee. late fee 1994 at AOL.com. Do it. Let us know how it's going. Yep. We want to know. <laughs> how long do you think it would ta take to start a nation that way? He's asking for one woman and one man. 
Okay. So, and the thing is, you can only knock up a woman once. So it's like, even if he's throwing himself in the mix, she can have more than one child. I mean, one one guy at a time. <laughs> at a time, right? Yeah, like I mean, if he had like multiple women, I could see it being easier to start the nation. Oh, for sure. So it seems weird to me because I don't think he's in it for the sex, but he wants to so, watch. Maybe I don't know. I think he's in it for the religious <laughs> instruction. Right, but I mean, he wants a bunch of people. It would be easier if he had more than one woman. He wanted one guy and one girl. To start a nation, what do you think that means? That means, like, procreating, right? Yeah, that's what I would think, yeah. Or does it mean to recruit? No, I think he he wants to... I think he's looking for Adam and Eve. Okay. To start a a completely new nation. That's what I think this mentally unbalanced person (laughs) is looking to do. 18 years. You think in 18 years you could start a new nation? Well, he would have 18 people if if the lady was very fertile. Oh, and yeah. Young. 18 pregnancies, successful pregnancies. Right. That seems unlikely. Yeah. But I mean and then, you know, and 18's not a nation. And then it well, but then at 18 you got all these people that can Oh, but they're going to be siblings. No, you can't do that. Ew. I think that's what they're going to do. I think that's what he's going to do though. Yeah. Maybe he'll knock them up. Knock up the siblings. Yeah. Who, who are the boys going to sleep with? Sad. Not fair. <laughs> yep. That's the most objectionable part about it. Is that the guys aren't getting laid. Not the rape or incest or brainwashing. You know what? I don't miss you anymore. <laughs> we hope you failed. <laughs> we should go to Orange County so we can be rich. What? <laughs> yeah, that's that's how it happens. What Rich makes you think that yeah are in Orange County? That's true. So if we emulate them, well, just, I want to figure out what the life choices are, and then write a self help book. Go towards the money. <laughs> that's what the book's going to be called. Go towards the money. <laughs> wow. Follow the path, and it leads you to Orange County. Holy shit. Maybe that's what we should do. Should I hang out? Should I go to Sunset Boulevard and have a prostitute suck my dick? No. That's what the one of the rich guys in this movie did. <laughs> no. That's one of his behaviors. But that's giving away money. <laughs> I was just like, oh, that Hugh Grant, you know, oh, what a cad. No. I love that your internal monologue <laughs> is from the 1930s. <laughs> what a cad. Now let's go drink some sassafras. <laughs> So this week, we watched Caroline in the City. We did. That new show with Leah Thompson. I really like it. Do you? Yeah. It's fine. I mean, you know me. I love all sitcoms, mm-hmm. so. It's a very simple, like this, like, okay, so she plays, for those of you who haven't seen it, it's brand new this season. Leah Thompson, uh, Marty McFly's mom from Back <laughs> to the Future. Right. Plays a, a cartoonist. She has a, a comic strip or yeah. something like that. And she works with this dude, Richard, that draws the stuff. He He's in her apartment. That's where his workstation is, which is kind of weird. Right. Like, and, he gets up to go to work every morning, and that work is at her apartment. Mm-hmm. And she's dating this one dude, and she's got a friend that's a, a girl that dresses all in leather and stuff and sunglasses. She's tough. She's <laughs> punk rock. Yeah. They should have gotten, what's her name, from 90210 to do it. Right? Tori. No, no, no. Not Saved by the Bell. Oh, yeah. Christine, uh, what's her name? I can't remember. 
don't you know. know. I don't know. The one that gave Brandon euphoria. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they should have gotten her. Because <laughs> she's the original punk rock. Right. Anyway, uh, so the very, the plot of this episode is incredibly simple. Oh, yeah, and, and incredibly stupid, but go ahead. She goes to the ATM, and her friend tells her that she has something in her nose. So she picks her nose to get it out. In the mirror on the ATM. Right. Which, how many ATMs have mirrors on them? I'm, I'm not... I think most of them do. ...aware of that. Oh, I think most of them do. Okay. I, I mean, I don't really use them, but... Because, I mean, they're around, but yeah. they're hard to find. They're usually just at the bank. Um, mm-hmm. But it's it spit out her card and her receipt and not her money. Correct. So. Which, I, you know, that's... I suppose that happens, huh? Which, and if it was like 20 bucks, I guess it wouldn't be as big of a deal, but it was $200. Right. That's a big deal. So she she says that, uh, you know, she goes to the bank, and the woman working there is Mrs. Banks. <laughs> so they, 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 they churn all the jokes out they can have about that. And she's such a bitch, she doesn't even think it's funny. She does yeah. not get the humor. That's frightening. Yeah. Well, you know, that one dude in Mary Poppins, his name was Mr. Banks, right? Oh, yeah. And he also worked at a bank. Yeah. But, I mean, it's like it's like her heart has to be dead inside to not find that funny. <laughs> Holy shit. I'm sorry. Well, that's, but... a, that's going a little far, but okay. So, it turns out that the way they can prove that she didn't get her money is to review the camera footage and from for, the hidden camera behind the mirror in the ATM. The one she picked her nose in. What the fuck? Do you think this is real? Do you think ATMs have, like, little hidden cameras in them? For sure, yeah. I don't like that. You know, because to stop people from stealing stuff, for sure. Because if they didn't have a camera, anybody could come up there, like, in the middle of the night. They're just out. Anyone could come up there in the middle of the night with, like, a screwdriver or whatever and, like, just take the money that's inside. Yeah, I guess that's true. Unless they have alarms on them. I don't know. Maybe they do. Huh. But anyway, so I don't understand why she has to watch it with everybody. Like, it's they got to make popcorn and get some snacks and right. so and have a viewing party for this. They can't just look at it and be like, oh, yep, we see that you were there and you didn't get any money. Also, how do they how can they not know that she didn't get money? Right. So they don't keep track of how much money's in the, this machine? That's how they figure out whether or not, you know, a customer gets shorted if you're a cashier. They uh, count down the machine, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, they should be able to do that with the ATM. You're right. Check the receipts and how much is in the thing. Yeah, I, that's what I would think. But, no, what, they, what they're going to do is they're going to force her to come in. And she's like, oh, no. And then she leaves. She's so embarrassed that she picked her nose that she leaves instead of staying to get $200. How much money do you think she makes writing this fucking right? comic strip? I mean, it's a pretty nice apartment. So. Yeah. And she's in New York, right? The city is yeah. New York. Right. Caroline in the city. And then Richard, the, the whatever, cartoonist or... Colorist? Um, I don't know. The guy that, the, the guy that does the traces, the tribes. He, um, he's dating some girl that he does not like. Mm-hmm. That he keeps trying to break up with and stuff keeps coming up, like her dad died or something. I don't know. She her dad had her a job. heart attack, but yeah. <laughs> her dad's heart was dead inside. 
<laughs> right. And then someone shocked it back to life and he was okay. So he finally has a window where he's going to break up with her. And instead of being honest and being like, hey, I really just don't want to go out with you. Because he wants to be a nice guy. He tells her that he's allergic to her dog. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, I saw What's her dog's name problems. B- Bedelia something? Bedelia. Bonnie Bedelia. Yeah, Bonnie Bedelia. I saw problems, like, miles away with that. Like, dogs come and go. (laughs) Right. You know? I mean, I love my dog, and I've had my dog for 13 years. Mm -hmm. But if it came down between you or the dog, obviously I would choose you. Oh, yeah. Needle's coming out. (laughs) (laughs) No, this is a a newer relationship. I'm just just joking. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, I, I, you know, yeah, it's newer, and you would think that, I don't know, she says, I can't, mm-hmm. you know, I can't be with somebody that can't be with my dog. But the next day or two mm-hmm. later, she shows up at his door and like, hey, I got rid of my dog. Yep. Did not kill it. There was no needle. No. She gave it away to a family. Upstate. With a big yard. Which is nice yeah, for the dog, I guess. So now it's like she gave away this dog that she adores so she can be with him. So he's really fucking stuck, right? Yeah. I was like, he's got to marry this woman. Right? So she kisses him and he's, and he's like, all, all this and, and she's got garlic breath. Like, right. he's so miserable. Oh, it's not good, no. And he decides to somehow, I want to know how. How did he find out who these people are? Maybe he just asked her. Hey, can you give me directions to where you took your dog? <laughs> no reason. Just asking for a friend. I guess that's true. It would be weird. Yeah. But he shows up at this guy's house unannounced and says, hey, I'm she here needs the dog for back. this lady because she wants the dog back. She can't. She's miserable. She's cutting herself now. <laughs> and the guy's like, well, I'll have to ask little Timmy. Or whatever his name is. And little Timmy's deaf. Yeah, it's start, Cameron. Start signing to him. Yeah, it's Cameron. <laughs> Can you give up, Andrea? <laughs> little Andrea. And the peanut butter. And Cameron says, all right, so he hands over the the leash. But then the guy, Richard, just walks away. He does not take Bonnie Bedelia. No. I think he should have. I really do. Really? And just... I don't know. I don't the, know. The kid can get another dog. The kids had the dog for like a day. That's true. She loves this dog and, and he doesn't want to be with her. Do you think this is going to be like this? Is, now, this is the first episode that I have seen. Yeah, uh, same here. So do you. I, so I don't know how many episodes this girlfriend has been on. But do you think that this is going to be like a running thing that she's like a semi regular cast member? I hope not, because that's going to make me really angry. If he's just always trying to trying to dump this girl and can't, like, she's, she just clings on to him. If he is that big of a pussy, I don't think I will continue to watch the show. Okay. So then uh, Caroline. In the city. Decides that it is worth $200. Well, they also talk about how, like, she can't floss in front of her boyfriend. Oh, yeah. And her boyfriend can't pee with the door open. Which, good for you. Don't pee with the door open. I don't want to see anybody pee. Yeah, it's weird. It's gross. Some people are into that, though, right? I guess. Ugh. Exactly. So, yeah. So they're working on trying to become more intimate. And they they 
I don't know how that's subtle. Intimate. They settle on uh, cleaning Sweetie, their ears in front of each other. Let me see you clean your teeth. Ugh. No, thank you. Yeah. So they're going to clean their ears and, yeah. Q-tips. And she decides that she can let people see her pick her nose, I guess. Oh, that's something else. <laughs> At the end of the episode, remember Richard goes to pick his nose mm-hmm. because he's trying to make her break up with him again. Mm-hmm. And uh, instead she's like, oh, we're that comfortable with each other? Great, let me get my toenail clippers. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> so this week we saw to Wong Fu, thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. Yes, and you got it. I thought it was going to suck. Honestly, I was not looking forward it to it. It was my idea and Carol was like, no. No, I just it made me sad to think about Patrick Swayze dressed up like a woman because he's so hot, and I didn't want that image ruined for me. What about Wesley Snipes, Westerford Snipes? Good actor, not hot. Oh wow, okay. Um, and then the other dude, I have no idea what he looks like as a dude. John Leguizamo. Yeah, but he made a really pretty girl. Yeah. So, um, but it was a really, really good movie. I was it is really surprised. It is interesting that you never see him as a man in this entire movie. You see Patrick Swayze and Wesley Snipes at the beginning getting made up yeah. from man to woman. You kind of see their transformation a little bit. Yeah. I guess John Leguizamo's transformation was throughout the movie. They keep calling him like a boy in a dress. I don't think, I mean, he had a definitely emotional, you know, That's transformation, what I'm saying, yes. but yeah, there was no physical transformation. No. He, he, he was pretty to start out with and he was pretty at the end. Um, Patrick Swayze and Wesley Snipes tie for first place. Vida and Noxima. Yes. That's their names in this movie. Yeah. Vida Boheme. And they're going to go by plane, right? Well, they get plane tickets. Yes. Yeah. They win plane tickets and... Hotel accommodation and all that stuff. Very exciting. It is very exciting. They run into... I don't know. Uh, John Leguizamo. <laughs> I don't remember his character's name either. Uh, a boy in a dress. Right. Um, Puerto Rican. Cry- Swayback. <laughs> as Patrick <gasps> Swayze says. Oh my goodness. As Patrick Swayze yeah. says like five times. It's terrible. Like, they're so racist to him. They're walking up the stairs. They see him crying. And... <laughs> Little Latin boy. Yeah. Why is the little Latin boy in a dress crying? Let's talk about this movie. I've been dying to talk about this movie. He wouldn't talk about it with me. He made me wait. We saw Desperado. You love waiting, though. The anticipation is good. Teasing you with Desperado talk. (laughs) Yeah, let's talk about Desperado. What in the actual fuck? I don't know. I mean, like, I don't know what to make of it. I don't, I can't wrap my brain around this movie. Like, it's ridiculous on so many levels, but the, still kind of cool. The movie somehow gives too much exposition in scenes while also not telling you anything that's going on at all. Right. I was lost for almost all the movie. <laughs> now, I guess. Part of that might be that it's technically, or I guess in actual fact, a sequel. The guy that directed this and wrote this is named Robert Rodriguez, and he wrote and directed a movie called El Mariachi. Right. And this is a sequel to that. But guess what? Mm. I 
went and did some research on my own, and okay. I talked to some people. I didn't watch El Mariachi. Sorry, guys. I'm not that dedicated. <laughs> but I talked to some people that watched it. I read some stuff and everything. And the guy, the villain in this movie, mm-hmm. Bucho. Yes. Or Bucha or whatever his name is. Yeah. Is not the villain in the first movie. Right. Uh, Moko or something like that is the villain in the first movie who gets killed in the first movie. And it just doesn't, like, it doesn't add up with what they, they give some explanation of Steve Buscemi's like, so they killed your girl. (laughs) Right. Right. And all this stuff. And shot him in the hand and he was a mariachi. So he can no longer mariachi with a mariachi (laughs) band. I don't know what mariachi (laughs) means in Spanish. So, well, it means like the street performers the mariachi that's what his name means right el mariachi means the mariachi yeah it's a street performer like a busker musician okay yeah like you know they play they sing and and play their guitar and stuff that's the mariachi Mm -hmm. not like that probably but yeah they sing you soy mariano oh you soy mariano you soy Soy Capitan, soy Capitan. Yeah. Yeah. I know the song. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, that's what he is. But, I, yeah, I, I was confused for so much of this movie. I'm like, okay, he wants to kill this guy. I don't know why. And then it's like, like, like I said, Steve Buscemi is, Steve Buscemi is the exposition machine in this movie until he gets knifed <laughs> yeah, to death. everybody dies. Everybody dies in this movie. Quentin Tarantino shows up for five seconds in this movie and they get shot in the head. Yeah. And he, he seemed like he was going to be a badass character. They yeah. gave him music. He walked into some fucking music, yeah. right? He had his own <laughs> yeah, he had his own theme song. He comes in. He's, he, you know, he's kind of funny and everything. He tells this weird joke and then... He goes into the back, so like, hey, I don't know what's going on. Blam. Yeah. And then Buko's like, hey, that guy that we, we got to pick up the you know the money and everything, yeah, he got killed in the shootout. So he really didn't know what was going on. Right. The guy just shot him for no reason. And he was the he 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 came in with some other guy he like met on the way in. And they both had some kind of paperwork to get them into the back. Yeah. They were they were carrying carts. Yeah. It's really weird. Like, like here's my card, like sir. Like my membership card, what? And um, they were wearing members only jackets. They shot the one guy in the head, and like I'm sure he pissed himself because he thought he was going to be shot. Like, Cheech oh, no, Marin's good. like Cheech Marin's like he didn't check out. Yeah, you check out though. <laughs> yeah, but he only only to go back there and get shot. Cheech Marin also gets killed. Everybody dies in this movie. Pretty much, yeah, except for the woman. Uh... Selma Hayek mm-hmm. and Antonio Banderas. Yeah. He was in Interview with a Vampire. In Philadelphia. He was the vampire Armand who was in charge of the theater group. Yes, that's correct. He's a good looking guy. Yeah, he was nice to look at. So is she, though. Oh, absolutely. She's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And getting to see them both naked was <laughs> one of the highlights of the movie. Yeah, but although also shot really weird. And... Not earned. No, not at all. That's another That's another thing I want to talk about. So their relationship comes out of nowhere. Yeah. He saves her on the street, I guess. She takes care of him. But there's no 
like I'm, they don't even really have that much chemistry, to be honest. Well, they were checking each other out before the shooting started. I guess. And then she saved him. They're both. He hot. saved her. She saved him. They, they're both hot. So they got together. That's the <laughs> that's the logic of the film. Basically. And she seems like she's kind of a whore. I mean, no offense, but because I think she was sleeping with Buko. Mm, uh, I think only once, I think. Not not constantly. He kept trying to kiss her, though, when, when he was talking. He kissed her twice. Yeah, but I think that's more just like, hey, I can kiss whoever I want. He's he's Richard Dawsoning the whole town, basically. <laughs> he's just going through and like just kissing whoever he wants. I'm pretty sure that's that situation. But he the- did say to Antonio Banderas that he knew what it was like to have her, though. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, he had had sex with her before, but I don't think it was, like, a constant thing. And it seemed like he was jealous that she was with Antonio Banderas. Maybe. So, I don't know. Maybe I, he knows that Antonio Banderas is a better lover than he is. Maybe. It's very clear that he is. <laughs> because they juxtapose them having sex. Yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah. He, he just lays on his back and smokes a cigar while a girl rides him. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't even look like he's having fun. No, not at all. So yeah, that was kind of that was that was a sad, sad scene. Yep. And it came right after the you know, the incredible let's light five thousand candles. Right. Yeah, that was a fire hazard. And, I mean, it eventually goes up in flames anyway. Mm-hmm, right. But... And play with uh, with a spur over each other's butts. Also, just <laughs> weird. All right. Like they're just experimenting. I don't know. They should be in the the massive love section. Yeah, yeah. That would that might be beyond fun. Right. <laughs> but yeah, you get to you get to see them, you know, naked. Basically, yeah. it's quick. See her boobs. Yeah, I think that. I think that when this comes out on VHS, that I think. This will be the VHS that gets destroyed the fastest because people like little little kids or you know you know little, not <laughs> teenage teenage boys are going to be rewinding and pausing and rewinding and pausing <laughs> a lot of that part because it is quick. Yeah, you gotta have real eagle eyes. Well, apparently I have some good eyes because I saw some titties. <clears throat> because we saw a movie, I guess uh, we saw softcore we, porn. We saw a a. Moving pictures on film Breasts. played at 24 uh, frames per second. Breasts on screen, that's what we saw. Yeah. Lots and lots of breasts and an ass. Only one. Only one boy ass. Lots of girl asses, too. Some uh, also, like, not that they, like, you know, displayed the vagina or anything like that, but there's some bottomless stuff, too. Yeah. The whole thing. Okay, so we saw Showgirls. Uh, if you, any for anyone that's ever wanted to see Jesse Spano naked, <laughs> this is your movie. Yeah, because she's naked a lot in this movie. It's not even a little bit; it's a lot. But uh, what did you think of the movie overall? <laughs> um. Well, it was terrible. It mm-hmm. was completely unrealistic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good for seeing people naked. Sure. There's some dancing that's not great. <laughs> yeah. And um, I, I, I don't know. It kind of just made me feel worse for being a person for watching it. <laughs> to me, this movie is a dismal failure in writing, 
directing, acting, choreography. The only thing it would be good for was fine. Yeah. would be like marking down exactly when the naked parts are and just fast forwarding, getting on VHS and fast forwarding to those parts. I guess. But even a lot of those are not exactly like titillating. You know what I mean? Right? Like, like the one, like, I think it was hotter watching her give a lap dance than watching her have sex. Oh, yeah. Because that sex scene is ridiculous. Yes. It was terrible. She's like, she's got her legs wrapped around this dude and like, she's going to town on his belly button. <laughs> like they, they're not lined up properly at all. No. They're in a pool and she's flopping around like he's pulled a trout from the water. <laughs> it was really bad. I mean, like that's an easier way to drown than it is to get <laughs> off. In my opinion. Is that, like, are hard nipples more attractive than soft nipples? I would assume that they are because that's something that happens with arousal. And, you know, right. they don't want to think that the girl's not See, I, I like bo- I like both. Soft nipples, hard nipples. It don't care if I'm into it. It doesn't, doesn't matter to me. <laughs> just as long as they're nipples. I'm not talking about you. Oh, whose nipples are you talking about? I'm talking about if you're watching, you know, like if you're if you're going to like um, the Spice Channel or whatever on uh, on cable and trying to watch this scrambled, you know, like uh, the swirl of the Picasso. Can you really the, tell? The Picasso porn that's on, uh, that's on there where it's like... You're trying to, you know, you're giving yourself a headache trying to see that. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about if, or, 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 you know, Playboy magazine or a Hustler magazine. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Saying it doesn't matter to me if they're hard or not. That's all. Well, and if you want to uh, go back to the episode we did on Clerks last year. Um, that will have some relevance to the movie that we watched this week. Because we watched the second movie that uh, Kevin Smith made. Yep. Mall rats. Mall rats. Interesting. So before we really get into it, I liked this movie a lot. Yeah. Um, it is absolutely bombing at the box office. It is a sad, sad thing. But I liked this movie a lot. Now, obviously, his first movie was kind of like, uh, you know, it was limited. We mm-hmm. we went and saw it at the at the art house theater last year by our place, but it wasn't wide released into like it wasn't at the amc right um and you know some people since then it's been released on video and we you know we've known friends that have kind of discovered it on video and everything but this one wide release movie totally like you know it's uh wasn't was it universal uh I think. yeah i think so gramercy and you know it's absolutely bombing <laughs> But I liked it a lot, and an interesting idea. So there's a couple things that link his first movie, Clerks, and this movie, Mallrats. Most notably, two of the characters, Jay and Silent Bob, Mm -hmm. appear in both movies. But they mention some things, like uh, that one girl, um, I can't think of her name now, Julie Dwyer. Okay. Who died in the pool. We found, we find out cause they go to Dante and Randall go to her funeral in clerks. Right. We find out in this movie how she died because the star of this movie, TS tells her 
that she's going to be on Brandy Brandy Svenning's father's game show, and he says that oh the camera makes you look fat. Apparently, she used to be fat when she was in high school. Right. Which I guess is how Dante got her. And, <laughs> right. And so she starts doing laps in the pool on, on lap number seven hundred. I don't know how anyone knows. Like, was there somebody sitting there counting laps? Right. And she's dead, so they can't ask her. I don't know how they know which uh, lap it was, but she uh, dies. She has an embolism. In mid-backstroke, as she says. So this must take place like... A A couple days before. Yeah, a couple days before, you know, Clerks does. This, uh, the movie. Yes, the movie exists. (laughs) Very funny movie. It is. I like it. Um, I like the style of... It's like a silly comedy, but the language that's used is very erudite. Why are you in this uh, monument to consumerism and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. We saw a movie. We saw the best movie. Yeah, tell us about this this film. Clueless. Mm-hmm. Alicia Silverstone. I love her. The girl from the Aerosmith commercials. Yes. Or, I mean... <laughs> Um, commercials music videos videos. commercials for their their albums i want to live in this movie i wish that our school was like her school yeah you know i mean i want more like dressing up and like i don't know more you're the dressiest person (laughs) (laughs) that would that would help too you know i mean this this movie seems like it could take place in orange county well, I think they're in Beverly Hills. Is that Orange County? Yes. Oh my God, it is. See, I told you. We follow need to the go money. Follow the money to Orange County. <laughs> so, okay. So Cher is 16. Named okay. after the singer Cher. Right. Her mother was killed in a tragic liposuction accident mm-hmm. uh, when she was a baby. So she doesn't remember her mom, which is kind of sad. She's being raised by her crazy, uh, mean lawyer dad, who's actually really nice, but he just seems say, mean. It's not that mean. He just, it's Dan, it's the way Dan Hadea, or whatever What in is. the fuck was that? That's his last name. <laughs> I can't pronounce it, though. But it's the way he talks. Yeah. He's been in things before. He's been in things? Yeah. Okay. He's been in films before. There you go. So what what has he been in? <laughs> a watermelon. Ew. <laughs> I don't remember all the movies he's been in. I don't know. Okay, he's no, been he's, in stuff. He's actually very nice, but he's like grumpy. He's gruff. Yes, gruff is a good word. And um, she has so much money. They have so much money. He's a lawyer in Beverly Hills or whatever, mm-hmm. or Los Angeles. Beverly Hills. Hmm. Mm. He says everywhere in LA takes twenty minutes when when she's supposed to be coming home. Beverly Hills is uh, LA. It's the same thing. All right, Los Angeles County. So she has. Well, I guess yeah. I guess technically, then they're in LA County. They're not in Orange County. Yeah, it's close though. Either way, California. But she has a giant closet and a computer program mm-hmm. that picks out her outfits. I want this. Can you make it? Sure. Okay. I don't know anything about computer programming or computers, <laughs> but yeah, I'll make it. Okay. Um. So that's how it starts, is her picking out her outfit that way. I would love that. I would love to have my outfits picked out by a computer. 
Do you think in like 20 years we'll be there? I mean, we got it. We'll all have that by then, right? Flying cars and everything. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't think they'll ever make flying cars. Aww. I don't think it's logistically possible. Because, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> grimace at me. Like, I'm the one that made the laws of physics. Taking the fun out of it. No, I just, I don't know how you have lanes. How you have any kind of, you know, pay, like, what are you going to have, air traffic control for every car yeah. in the country? It doesn't make a lot of sense. But a computer program that picks out your clothes, I could see that. So, yeah, so I want to have that. And her friend Dion picks her up. Dion. Dion, like Dion Warwick, Cher yeah. and Dion. It's so funny. Um, they dress amazing and weird and cool, and Dion has the coolest hats. Um, yeah, like a bell. But neither of them have a license. They no. both have a permit. Mm-hmm. How are they driving around together? Like he says at some point, you know, no driving around with Dion. Two uh, permits don't equal a license. But her dad bought her do a Jeep. All the time. Yeah, her dad bought her a Jeep, and she decided. That she just gets to drive it. Right. Because she owns it. It's so bizarre. Like, my mom would never let me drive until I had a license. No. I was actually the only one in my driver's ed class who uh, had never driven a car before. Really? Yeah. Not Oh, so, you, like, your parents never even took you out? No. Hmm. Not even in, like, the mall parking lot at, like, 2 in the morning? Nope. Wow. So, they're driving along. They're going to school. They go to this amazing school. And... <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Um, How detailed are we going to get with this uh, with this recap? So they're driving along, <laughs> and they're going, and it's fun, <laughs> and there's some music playing, and awesome music. Cher reaches down and turns the knob on the Shut up. Okay. We saw a very sexy movie. Mm, not at all. <laughs> well, it stars the sexiest man in the world. Yeah, no. I'm sorry. He's a fantastic actor. Mm-hmm. Never in a million years would I want to have sex with him. What about Kevin Bacon? Eh, not really. Gary Sinise? Closer? Bill Paxson? No. Really? Okay. I mean, he's he's cute, but he's not sexy. Bill Paxson looks like if Oklahoma was a person. <laughs> right? So, we saw Apollo 13. I was reluctant to go to this movie because... I thought I'd be lost because I never saw Apollo 1 through 12. Uh, um. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, I have to deal with this every day. Anyway, yes, you were saying a bad, bad, bad movie. Bad movie. Bad movie. <laughs> Tell us. National Tell us Lampoon it. Senior Trip. From the brilliant minds behind National Lampoons, from Doug Kenny, even though he's dead. <laughs> no, uh, unfortunate it's, about it's, Doug Kenny. But. It, it seems unfair that they put the name National Lampoon that they attach to vacation yeah. and Christmas vacation. Right. And I believe Animal House, you said? Animal House, that yeah. was the first one. European vacation. Mm-hmm. Even... Uh, I can't think of any other ones. but Those were all decent comedy films. Not the best, but okay. This is trying to be Animal House. It fails. Animal House on a road trip. That's what, <sighs> this, that's what this movie's trying to be. It's so bad. 
I don't know if Maddie Simmons, who who produced, he was one of the the owners or one of the whatever the publishers of the National Lampoon. I don't know if he produced this movie too. I think he still has a hand in this stuff, but I'm not sure. As I mentioned, Doug Kenny's dead. Uh, and most of the other creative forces behind National Lampoons are gone. So one of the writers for the National Lampoon way back when, uh, like a decade ago, or more than that now, actually, was John Hughes. Okay. And John Hughes wrote Christmas Vacation, wrote the original Vacation yeah. movie and everything. And Breakfast Club and everything else good. Uh, yeah, and they and they, <laughs> they worked with, like, they worked with John Landis they worked with Harold Ramis. They worked with, you know, really brilliant comedic people in the early days with Animal House and stuff like that. And that's probably maybe the biggest failing of this movie is that there is no talent behind no. this movie at all. None. Terrible. I mean, they got Matt Frewer to be in it, who played that weird, like, time traveling dude or whatever you mean on the star star trek star trek yeah remember he wasn't even time traveling he was just stupid no 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 i'm not talking about barkley he does look like barkley oh but i'm not talking about barkley he played matt Frewer played this guest star i think he was on two episodes i don't i can't remember if he traveled dimensions or if he just traveled in time or what it was i think he was just called the traveler he ends up taking Wesley with him at one point. Like, Wesley okay. travels with him. I think that's the end of Wesley's character arc, because he travels with this dude oh. out of the show forever. Wow. Yeah. But, uh, you know, so he's done stuff in the past that I've liked, like taking Wesley out of... <laughs> out of oh, you don't like Will Wheaton? I don't mind Will Wheaton, but I don't, I don't like the character of Wesley mm. very much. I do. Yeah, okay. He was cute. I guess, in a, in a, you know, don't hit me kind of way. <laughs> His name is Matowski or Murtowski or something know. like that. I it's, didn't care enough about him to remember. It's supposed to be like Blutarski. Okay. Bluto Blutarski, which was, uh, what's his name's character? That was John Belushi's character in Animal House. Okay. Blutowski. So this is, he's supposed to be that. This guy's no John Belushi. Not anywhere near as funny. They he does like John Belushi's character doesn't talk much in that movie, and they mention in this movie like he speaks like the one time he talks, and the one time he talks, he says, "I want to fuck a Jap." Yeah, and he says a Jap from China. That's what he says. A blonde one. With, yeah, blonde. What? A blonde Japanese woman from China. So he doesn't even know fucking geography, and he says Jap, which is terrible. Yes. Oh my god! Yeah, it's it's awful. The whole thing is bad. But he gets to because of course he does. And he's he, not only like just unattractive, but like when he meets her, he he has to run up stairs because she takes an elevator and mm -hmm. he's trying to beat her. So he gets all sweaty. He's like even grosser than normal. Yeah, he jumps on her elevator, climbs in there like a fucking monster. Yeah, and says, "Oh, I'm here to save you." Presumably, presumably he gets to have sex with her because the next time we see him, he's in the elevator wearing her blonde wig. We don't know what happened to her. I don't know if he, <laughs> ate, he her. ate her. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's pretty much it. Steve didn't get it all either. Steve doesn't deserve a doll. <laughs> Aw, poor Ian Ziering. The dolls, they're 
they're what are they? They're Brenda and Brandon, Kelly, Dylan, and, and Donna. Da- and Donna. No David either. No. No David. No Andrea. No Steve. So weird. I bet if they made those three dolls, they would have sold. I mean, maybe not as much because they're not as pretty. That's got to be insulting. Is it? Is that? Do you think that's why? Well, because Andrea's got a big Jewish nose. I think. I think part of it is that Andrea is just not as big of a member of the cast. I guess. Yeah, she's. Yeah. But Ian Ziering and uh, the one who plays David uh, help. Brian Austin, Austin Green. Green. They're pretty substantial members of the cast, yeah. and I think it's because they don't think they're as attractive as the other guys. Well, that's sad. But like, first of all, Steve's got a Steve's got a nice build. Steve has a nice body, but he's got a butter face. I'm sorry, and I really, <laughs> you know how I feel about blondes. So sorry. I, as I've said before, I bet I bet Ian Ziering's like the nicest guy in the probably. world, probably because he's playing this piece of shit character. But Brian Austin Green is not bad looking. He's just younger. Yeah. So. Maybe they felt it would be pedophilia if they made a doll of him. He's one year younger. <laughs> well, and also in reality, he's probably over 18. Yeah. So of child labor laws. I don't know. But yeah, that's all. That's all they did. Three girls, two boys. Three girls for every two boys. Which is sad. Like, who's Donna supposed to be with when you're playing with them? Are you going to play with them? That's, that's, that, <laughs> that's the thing, is that they've set it up so that it's like Donna and Kelly on uh, Dylan or something like that, or on Brandon. Well, yeah, yeah it have to be on Brandon. Brenda. Yeah, it can't be Brenda. Brenda. Brenda's only option here is Dylan. So if they break up, she's got her ex-boyfriend <laughs> and her brother. Her doll is screwed. Yeah. <laughs> God, Brandon's going to end up with Donna. What if, what if Could Brenda go out with Ken, or can you not... Can, can you not Across the world. I want to know exactly I, I, the rules of the playscape <laughs> of your mind. I think she could. I think she could go out with Ken or Alan. Okay. Who the fuck is Alan? <laughs> Ken's best friend. What? <laughs> He's got red hair. He's Midge's boyfriend. Ken, who's Midge? <laughs> Barbie's best friend. So Barbie is a best friend named Midge. Who is red-haired, yes. That's, and she's also a redhead. Yes, and she has a boyfriend who's Alan who's a redhead. So they're going to have nightmare red-headed kids, okay? They're going to have adorable red-headed kids. Well, well, what kind of red hair do they have? They have that clown red hair? They do, don't they? <laughs> That's not adorable. No, it is. Like, Midge has, like, this really cool wedding dress where it's like... Does it hide her freckles? It's got like a red bodice and like uh-huh. red hearts on the on the skirt. So let me ask you a question. Matches her red hair. Uh, he's a redhead. So is is Alan Irish or is he just angry and white? <laughs> I think he's Irish. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right. Well, it's good to know that that doll Brenda has options. She can steal Ken from Barbie. <laughs> yes. Or Alan from Midge. <laughs> the most 1950s name ever. Oh, goodness. <laughs> oh, Midge. I know. Midge, Midge, Midge reminds me of Peggy Bundy. Is Midge, is Midge Barbie's slutty friend? Like, she'll do stuff with Alan that Barbie wouldn't do with Ken. <laughs> Again, let us into the playscape of your mind. I want to know. Maybe. Maybe she'll invite Donna. 
Oh, wow. Done. It won't be lonely anymore. So Midge is, is experimental. Maybe. All right. That is the show for the week. Carol, do you want to tell people anything? Well, you missed out on the contest if you did, and if you didn't, then thanks for playing. And maybe, um, <laughs> maybe we'll have another contest at some point in the future. Maybe. Maybe a, a contest. If you guys are really good, yeah, then we, we might reward you with more prizes. We have some pogs with our with our logo on it. We know how you all love to collect pogs. Pogs. So retrolatefee.com, dot com, late fee nineteen ninety four at aol dot com. That's right. And uh, yeah, we. Uh, oh, somebody uh, wrote a review uh, of our show on an AOL chat room thing. I don't have it in front of me right now, but maybe we'll we'll read that out next week. Yeah, we'll week. have to pull that up for next time. Anybody else that wants to do the same thing, you can go ahead yeah. and maybe we'll read it out. Sounds good to me. All right, tell friends about the show. Bye. Bye.